Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Ah, uh, yes, it is your Sunday Odd Couple on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Rob Parker. He is Chris Broussard. You can follow Chris on Twitter at Chris underscore Broussard, or you can follow me at Rob Parker FS1. So much to do, so little time, and all those people, Chris Broussard who were ready to pack in the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers after they lost those two road games in Boston. Where are those people now? I I had never doubted that. Uh, I said this on FS1's Undisputed Chris the other day, that there's only one king I recognize in the United States, and that's Burger King. But in this case, <laughs> I'm down with the king, and I never doubted that LeBron James was going to beat a starless Boston Celtics team. And I'm 
as convinced of it today as I was before the season even started. I was going to say, you sound like the series is over. I'm just, I just, I see what's going to happen from this standpoint. They'll win the two games in Cleveland. This this Boston team is a bad road team for whatever reason during Horrible the playoffs. Road team. They should be yeah. 0-6. Philly gave them one yep. win. They're 1-5. Yep. And Chris, here's the other thing. LeBron's going to win you one game on the road. He's that good. That's all they got to win is one game on the road. And Boston's 9-0 at home. That something's going to give, okay? As good as they've played and all the shots that they've made, LeBron has to win them one game. I, I believe I picked uh, Cleveland in six. I'm still holding on to that. Yeah, I'm with you. I could easily see Cleveland winning these next three games. I, I picked them in six as well. I said six, maybe five before the series began. And all last week I'm being asked, is it over? Is it over? Or does Cleveland have a lot to be concerned about? Now, they did have concerns just from the fact that Boston was playing harder than them. They weren't, you know, Cavaliers weren't playing well. And Boston, they didn't seem to be giving their all. I agree. And Boston, you know, is so well coached and, and blah, 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 and, blah. And they were knocking their shots down. And when you knock yes. your shots down, Chris, I'm telling you, the, the one game where Cleveland missed all those uh, threes, you know, and they got buried, that's what happens when you don't make your threes and the other team is making threes. Yeah, and, and, you know, but technically Cleveland had no reason to worry. Like you said, they had the next two games at home. They had the best player in the world on their team. Role players tend to play better at home. Absolutely. So Cleveland's role players, you saw them do that yesterday, and Boston struggled, which they had done throughout this postseason. Terry Rozier, Al Horford, Jalen Brown, none of these guys, Jason Tatum, none of them are the same on the road as they are at home. So as you said, I fully expect this to go back 2-2. I think LeBron gets Game 5 He in can Boston. win Game 5 in yeah. Boston. Yeah, and he'll, then he'll, they close him out. He understands in, in how important that game is, and LeBron, like, you know, puts his will on that game, Chris, you know? And and those are one of those games where superstar, you've got to go win this game and do whatever you got to do by a point, half a point, three-quarters of a point, yeah. <laughs> whatever it is, you got to go and win that game, but... It is the Odd Couple on your Sunday. Rob Parker, Chris Bouchard coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studio. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. And, of course, we have our staff in full effect. Robert, our producer, Rob, our engineer, and Steve DeSager, who's a switch flip-flop with uh, David Gascon. So Gascon will come in later, and we have Mr. DeSager with the updates now. Our telephone number, 877-99 on Fox. If you want to join in, if you believe that Cleveland has turned this series around, changed things, or if you still think Boston is controlled, is in control up 2-1. to one. Chris, what was the biggest takeaway did you get from uh, Game 2? I mean, Game 3. Well, takeaway. I mean, look. LeBron James just needs a little bit of help. Because he didn't get 40 points. Bit. Think about what no. that game, right? He didn't score 40. I mean, he he did his thing. 27 points, 12 assists. 27, of course, is below his average right. in the playoffs. So for him, you know, it wasn't a, an explosive offensive performance. But it wasn't like he had – he didn't have another 20-point score. In fact, nobody else on the Cavs scored over 15. So, again, he doesn't need a ton of help. He just needs a little. Kevin Love gave him 13 points, 14 rebounds. Kyle Korver gave him 14 points. George Hill, 13. J.R. Smith, 11. Like, that's all LeBron needs. If the role players 
will just do their part. Mm-hmm. They don't have to be spectacular. They don't have to play like all-stars. Just do your part. JR, just hit the open shots. Because you get plenty when you play with LeBron James. Kyle Corver, just hit your open shots. And I give them credit, too. They played really well defensively. Uh, and LeBron included. I think he set the tone on the defensive end. That big block of Aaron Baines was huge. You saw him hustling, which, which he really hadn't done in the first two games on the defensive end of the floor. Uh, but re- with him doing it, that set a tone for the other guys. And their defense was stellar, which we haven't said very often about Cleveland this year. No, we, we really haven't. Uh, but they did the job, got it done. We got so much to do today. Big show, Terrell Owens, T.O., the Hall of Fame wide receiver. Chris, he's going to join the odd couple. Also, Mike Breen, Breen from uh, NBA on uh, ABC and ESPN. Uh, we both know Mike real well for a long yes. time. I, I remember when he was doing Access Cable up in Westchester. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. He was doing yeah. uh, uh, college basketball back then in those days. And Kerry Rose, the former All-Pro safety, he also will chime in a little bit later on, so we'll do that and much more. 877-99 on Fox. I, I just, you know, the angst over the Cavs was unbelievable. It was at a fevered pitch after game two. I mean, people just were, I was like, wow. What? I, I even thought it was an overreaction. People might say I overreact sometimes, Chris, but I really thought it would it would be totally different if Cleveland lost those first two games in Cleveland. Then I'm like, oh, okay, I got it. They're not, they can't do this, right? Well, I don't know that – I guess some people overreacted. Some people who just completely wrote them off. Right, that's what I meant, those people. But there was reason for concern. I mean, I think it was legitimate reason. You know, again, technically Cleveland was in a good place because they had – they were going home – And all the things I mentioned before, best player in the world, Boston struggles on the road. But when you looked at the way the two teams were playing, the way they were executing, it was night and day. Boston was doing everything right, and Cleveland was essentially, outside of LeBron James, was doing everything wrong. So there was reason to think they might not win this series. And look, I'm not going, I expect Cleveland to win. I picked them, but I'm not going to act like this is a done deal. You may. Hey, I think Chris you Bouchard, are. It's a but done, I'm not. It's a done deal. I believe in LeBron James that much. I do too, uh, against, but he's still got to get help. No I, matter how good he is, he's got to get some help. I agree. And these guys have been inconsistent the entire playoffs. But if they, if if Boston had Kyrie, I, it would be totally different. And for all the people who were, you know, the dialogue started, the Celtics should trade Kyrie. They don't need him. And after they lose this series, I bet you people will feel differently about role players who have played well, and I'm not taking anything away from those guys. They've played well. But don't tell me if you're try- are you trying to win a championship. I want a guy who's been there, done that, played on the road in big games, scored big baskets in big situations. That's Kyrie Irving. That, that, now, that, that, that's a guy that you need to have on a team trying to win a championship. No, that's a great point, and this is where you, you may see that they miss him uh, what yes. they had, hadn't in the first two rounds. Because you think about it, they face teams. You have Milwaukee, which obviously doesn't have any winning pedigree, even though Giannis Adetokounmpo is great. But they great. haven't won anything. Exactly. exactly. Philly, 
great young players. Haven't no, won nobody anything. there has won anything. So now you're up against LeBron, obviously, who's won. And then a few other guys who've won. Kevin Love and some of his other teammates, Tristan Thompson, J.R. Smith. So now, yeah, you do need that guy uh, who's been there and done that. Uh, even Al Horford, as good, great of a veteran as he is, he doesn't have any type of big-time winning pedigree. So, uh, yeah, I agree with you. Now, here's the interesting thing uh, about Kyrie, because there's there's talk about what should the Celtics do in the offseason. Um, some people have brought up maybe they offer Kyrie in a trade for Kawhi Leonard. I, I don't want to trade Kyrie if I'm Boston, but the thing they need to realize is he'll be a free agent after next season, Right. And remember, the Celtics were not on his list of four teams he originally wanted to be traded to. It was uh, New York, San Antonio, Miami, and Minnesota. So they have to wonder. They need to just sit down and have a great heart-to-heart with him about is he planning on staying in Boston long term. Well, I agree with that. That that, you know? that goes without saying. Like, you got to get a feel. Now, if he says yep. – no way, no how am I staying? If he tells well, Danny Ainge that, what about even if he's iffy? Even if because I don't think he'd come out and say, you know, no, I'm out no, of here. I would, you know? I, I would ask, but him. even if he's like, ah, you know, I, I just want to play it out and see. Now you're thinking, okay, uh, we we may have to move. Well, on. do I got a chance to win? Do I got a chance to win next year if he stays one more year with? What what was added, and you know what I mean, and what happened with these guys who got all this well, you valuable def- experience. You, yeah, you if definitely I got, got a chance. If to I win. got a chance, then I'm gonna keep them. I I would take Kyrie if I'm Boston one more year, Chris, win a title, or knock LeBron off, or whoever you know out of the East, go to the NBA Finals, and then deal with whatever after that. I I still would take that any day of the week rather than this whole notion of trying to get there, trying to get there, trying to get there. I want to get there. I can't win unless I get there. Well, you're not guaranteed of getting there with Kyrie. No, I'm not saying that. And what if you trade him for Kawhi Leonard? Well, but Kawhi, I don't know. He didn't play for for the past year. I I don't even know. I don't know where his head is. I don't know where he is. Kawhi Leonard, as as good as he's been and all the other stuff, he's a changed uh, product to me. I don't know who Kawhi is. All the other stuff that people talked about and what kind of teammate he was and this and that, that's all changed to me. He was in he was in uh, San Antonio where there were never any issues or problems, and all of a sudden there was a problem down there. And from what I heard from some of my NBA moles is that this has been like two years in the making, that he just doesn't want to be there. And, and So if, you're putting it all on him. I'm just saying that he doesn't want to be there. <laughs> and and all I'm not – I just don't know what's changed, and I, I don't. And I'm just saying, because of that, I don't know what what Kyrie am I getting. Am I getting a new diva version, or am I getting the old guy who everybody said was so down to earth, so easy going, and never caused the wave? Do you know what? I don't know which which guy. No, I feel you. I feel you. There's you definitely have to take that into consideration. You have to have a conversation yes. with him. Uh, there's no question about it. But I look. I, if I'm Boston, I would go for him. Like now, I, I I would offer Gordon Hayward. I would offer Terry Rozier, Gordon Hayward, and if need be, next year's Sacramento pick to get Kawhi Leonard. Now, that's after the conversation. That's a shoot. I'm being assured he will re-sign long term with us. You know, right, that's, right. It's there's a be, lot of right. talking that has to happen. But uh, I, I would do that if I was the Celtics. 
I think that just I, I don't look. I like Gordon Hayward. Obviously, it was a hideous injury he suffered, but I think Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown going forward are going to be better than Gordon Hayward. Like next year, right? I think Kyrie obviously is better. So that's three, and and I can argue Al Horford is better. Like Hayward might be the fifth best player on my team next year, and I'm paying him max money. So I, I think that, look, it's a great situation for the Celtics is a first world problem for sure but uh, they, they're going to have some decisions to make this offseason. Alright, it's the odd couple you want to join in. 877-99 on Fox. Is this series between uh, Boston and Cleveland, is it over? Has Cleveland got the role and the setup for them? Uh, also uh, Chris doesn't want, to, want the Celtics to trade Kyrie, but if they have to do it, there's a few teams that make sense. We'll explain all of that and much more. Stick and stay. It's the Odd Couple on Fox Sports Radio. It's the Odd Couple on your Sunday right here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Rob Parker. He is Chris Broussard. You can follow Chris on Twitter at Chris underscore Broussard, or you can follow me at Rob Parker FS1. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on on car insurance. Our telephone number eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. And Chris, I love to hear this. You don't want the Celtics to trade Kyrie, but what trades would make sense if it came down to that? And they felt like he was going to bolt and leave them, and they had no choice. Yeah, I mean they've just got so many options now because at least thus far it appears that Terry Rozier that you can have big time success with him as your point guard going forward. But as you said, you know now are the times when you see you know what Rozier is made of, and you see the difference between having a superstar like Kyrie Irving who has shown he's clutch, period. At the highest level, he's clutch. We've seen, we see seen the guy average 28 points in the finals against the Golden State Warriors and in that 3-1 to comeback by LeBron and, and the Cavs to win that championship. Hit the game-winning shot. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. The biggest shot of the game. in the city's history. Yes. You know, one of the biggest shots in NBA history. I mean that that might sound initially like an overstatement. No, but think it's about not. It. If, they, it's if not. he misses that shot, there's a good chance that Golden State could win that game. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, I mean, you Absolutely. came. You had a historic. It, it sealed a historic three-one comeback. It, it gave, had never been done before, right? Never been done before. It gave one of the best players in history his third championship. Gave the city of Cleveland its first major title in 52 years, and you beat a 73 and nine team. And think of the Hall of Famers that were playing in that series. You, I think you had four on Golden State. I mean, not nah, Durant wasn't there, so three. I think Draymond Green, because of the winning, will be a, a Hall of Famer. Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, and then you had. Kyrie, I think, is going to be a Hall of Famer, and LeBron in, in Cleveland. And some people think, I think you'll, you'll poo-poo this. I'm not on board with this, but some think Kevin Love will end up being a Hall of Famer. Poo-poo, poo-poo, <laughs> poo-poo, poo-poo. We're not the odd couple on that one. I like I'm, Love, but he's not a Hall of come Famer. Come on, everybody can't get in the Hall of Fame. I mean, this is the, the one part that drives me crazy, and this is why I believe the NBA, Chris, I'll always be on my soapbox about this. One, if, if Adam Silver wants to leave a legacy, I got two jobs for him. One is 
to uh, start an NBA Hall of Fame, not the Basketball okay. Hall of Fame in Springfield. Okay. I'm talking about just for your people played in your league because nobody knows what the criteria is yep. to get in. So start an NBA Hall of Fame, and number two, groom a black commissioner to take your place when, when the time comes. And well, have the first black commissioner in the history of sports, uh, you know, major sports, and have them ready and have them take over in your watch. Those are the I two think, things I would love to see Adam Silver do. I think both of those are great ideas. Um, obviously, I think you you hit it on the head. I, I was wondering what you were going to say. I thought you were going to say make the standards for the Hall of Fame tougher. But I'm like, look, at this point, You've let guys in at a certain level. You can't be unfair no. to the guys coming after. But you made a great point. If you just start a new NBA-only Hall of Fame, then you could really have a high standard. So I love that. And then you know the deputy commissioner, Mark Tatum, is an African-American. Well, okay. That's good. So, so I want him to be I right want him there. to be groomed and ready. Yeah. Because it, it seems like that should be what happens. Look, Adam Silver is young. He's going to be the commissioner, you know, for the foreseeable future. But to your point, uh, I think hopefully he is grooming Mark Tatum. Tatum does a good job. He's solid. He's got great experience. Um, I just think if there's going to be a black commissioner, uh, it should come from the NBA or NFL. uh, And and I think the NBA has got probably more of a chance of it happening. And uh, because I always thought Bud Selig missed the boat. Bud Selig in baseball, the one thing with Hank Aaron and, and the, the way that he embraced uh, Jackie Robinson and retired his number for every team and Jackie yep. Robinson Day, April 15th. He did a lot of stuff for blacks in baseball. But but when the time came, he didn't have anybody in the wings. You know what I mean? Yep. That would have been yep. his legacy had he left a black commissioner of baseball behind. That, no, baseball's no always been first and stuff like that. So that would have been interesting. But anyway, uh, here's the other thing, though. So if the Celtics are, are going to trade Kyrie, uh, you, you think that you have to trade him for another star, and one star that might uh, be on a trading block is Carl uh, Anthony Towns, right? Yeah, I mean, that, the, a that couple the ESPN guys, Zach Lowe and uh, Brian Windhorst, who do a good job covering the NBA, they just kind of, they didn't report it. You know, nowadays, you know, you know this, Rob, everything's taken as a report. They were just talking on a podcast about it. And they brought up that, you know, everything's not hunky-dory with him Mm -hmm. and the people, the front office in Minnesota. uh, So they wouldn't be surprised if he got traded. Look, I'm telling you this. The Minnesota Timberwolves would be crazy to trade Carl Anthony Towns. Crazy. I hear you. If they trade Carl Anthony Towns, they should move the franchise. When, where should you, they go to Vancouver? No, they should <laughs> look get out, get them out of Minnesota, and get new ownership while you're at it. Because there is absolutely no reason to trade Carl Anthony Towns uh, unless I'm getting Anthony Davis or somebody Joel Embiid or and Embiid's injury prone. So I, I don't even know if I'd do that. But unless I'm getting like Anthony Davis, there's nobody I'm trading him for. This guy is 22 years old. He's never missed a game in three NBA seasons, 82 games each year. He's 21.5 points, 11.5 rebounds, 54% shooting, 39% from three, and getting better. He was over 40% this year. Like, what? I'm sorry. Now, his defense is horrible. I get it. But guess what? 
LeBron James's defense was bad when he began in the league. Mm-hmm. Paul Pierce's defense was bad. He didn't even care about it when he got in the league. A lot of young players, when they get into the NBA, the last thing on their mind, a lot of them, not all, but a lot of them, the last thing on their mind is defense. But defense, and I always say, is is a – it's it, you have to want to do it. You have to want to oh, play yeah. it right. So it's not like it's out of reach from from people just being able to play. It's an effort thing. It's just like rebounding. Do you know what I'm? You got to want the ball to rebound. And, and if you if you have the strength and the athleticism to be a good defender, then you can be a good defender. Yes. Some guys are just too slow. Like Kyle Korver is just slow. He's you know he can be a smart team defender and make his rotations correctly. But he's only going to be so good right. as a defender no because doubt. he lacks the physical tools. But you're right. If you got the physical tools, then it's about one to it. And what happens with young guys is initially when they get in the league, they don't really understand the importance of defense. And to be honest, I'm even going to keep it real. And you, you can disagree if you like, but I think you'll agree covering the league. When young guys get in the league, their priorities are establish myself as a star. You know, like if they're top, top tier young guys, establish myself as a star and get that max contract. And then winning, you know, winning comes after that. But your, your initial goals, establish myself as a star, get a max contract. You forgot Babbage. Babbage is first. NBA babies. Well, that 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 goes without saying. <laughs> babies. Babies. <laughs> no, I, I I feel you. I, I'm talking about I business interests. <laughs> and and what happens is when eventually you, no matter how good you are individually, right? At a certain point, after several a few years, if you don't begin to win then you don't you stop getting the respect you feel like you deserve and people start looking at you differently well he's not quite as good as we thought and then you say then you realize i it's all about winning i got to start winning and that's a lot of times i'm not saying in every case but a lot of times that's when you decide i'm going to defend you know yep. and that's kind of how it happens for a lot of guys not everybody but a lot of them no doubt about it all right. Uh, Would you trade him? Uh no. I'm with you yeah, on that. Uh, on. We we I'll, and we we got we we'll, we'll get to this. We will keep talking about this. There's a lot to say about this. Oh, no doubt about it. But uh, forget Steph Curry, Kevin Durant. Uh, might be the Warriors' biggest problem. We'll explain that coming up mm. next. But first, let's go to Steve Desager and find out what's trending, Mister Desager. What's happening? Howdy, gentlemen. You know, Golden State's won 15 straight playoff games at home since the Game 7 Finals loss a couple years ago. We're still over 90 minutes away from tip of Houston at Golden State. West Final tied at a game apiece. Before we get to the baseball, one of the great sports stories of the year is staring us in the face now. An expansion team is going to the Stanley Cup Final. Vegas wins the West four games to one. That's incredible! It is stunning. They won at Winnipeg 2-1 to today. On top of that, in playoff hockey, on the ice, Vegas has not trailed in the last 240 minutes. What? <laughs> you know what? They're I was in damage. Vegas, Steve, uh, a couple weeks ago, and that town is all in oh, yeah. on the nights. I'm ser- I could not get over 
how much they've embraced this team. You know that plaza they have across from the MGM outside the new hockey arena? Yes, I was there. They had all sorts of people there watching the road game today on the big screen TV and going crazy. Wow. At the Westgate in Vegas during the preseason, this expansion team was at one point 500 to 1 to win the Stanley Cup. They are now four games away. It is really amazing what is going on. Meanwhile, in Anaheim right now, it's a Shohei Otani day as he's the starting pitcher for the Halos. They're up 3-1 against Tampa Bay in the top of the seventh. A Tampa Bay team that has a six-game winning streak. Otani with eight strikeouts so far. Guys, I learned something this week from the LA Times. Otani isn't even the first angel who's been hitter and pitcher in the same season. What? There was a guy who started his career in the Negro Leagues known as Wonderful Willie Smith from Alabama. Broke in, cup of coffee with the Tigers, 1963, did a little of that hitting and pitching same season. But then, with the Angels of 1964, a recent expansion team, he batted 301 and as a reliever in about 30 innings, had an ERA of 2.84. That's pretty wow. impressive. Same what year, season. What years? 1964 what year was... Angels. Wow. Willie Smith. Wow. So we don't have to go back to Babe So, Ruth. Steve, you're saying he he uh, he had a cup of coffee but no sweet roll, huh? <laughs> yes. Just a few at-bats with the Tigers the year before. The Rockies are at the seventh inning stretch, tied 5-5 at San Francisco. Andrew McCutcheon of the Giants out with a bruised knee. And Francisco Liriano's no-hit bid for the Tigers is over. It was a no-hitter through six at Seattle. Right now, through eight. It's a 2 nothing Tiger advantage on a one-hitter. And St. Louis beat Philadelphia 5-1, to beat Aaron Nola, who was 6-1 and this season coming in. The Cardinals have a rookie reliever, a fireballer named Jordan Hicks. Today, he threw the five fastest pitches of the Major League season. Two of them were clocked at 105 miles per hour. Wow! And according to StatCast, this Cardinals reliever, well, all five were sinkers not fastballs what 105 mile an hour sinker (laughs) wow unreal cardinals win 5-1 well steve you you were just talking about uh lariana uh who almost had what a no hitter through seven Uh, through six broken up in the seventh yeah i I was at safeco field last night now how is that and you're in la at the studio yes I, i went up to seattle and i caught the game the tigers were playing the mariners last night and, uh, Chris, I don't know if you've ever been there or Steve, but what no. a great ballpark. And it started to rain yesterday, pouring. They closed the roof. You mm. can't even hear it. They closed it without me even knowing it was closing. It doesn't sound like a garage door or anything. It's so smooth and easy. <laughs> so much better than the kingdom, in other and, words. Yes. And the other part is chicken wings, $11. The woman, I think she must have thought I was cute. She gave me 20 chicken wings what? for $11. What? At the ballpark. It, look, that's the ballpark that I don't know, Rob, I don't know what the reason was, <laughs> but it wasn't because she thought you were cute. <laughs> I, I guarantee you. <laughs> oh, maybe she can't count. I don't know what it was, she but that wasn't it. Safeco Field in Seattle is the one that last year started offering the toasted grasshoppers as oh. a concession. I'm not kidding. People you order serious? them in the Have cup. Have you ever had one? No. Either of you? No, a thank toasted you. grasshopper? <laughs> but the wings were wow. good. All right, Mr. DeSager, uh-huh. thanks so much. And, uh, yes, it's the Odd Couple coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. So, Chris, you're telling me that Steph Curry, who hasn't played that well, 
so far. Remember the first game, kind of people gave them, they won big, so people didn't really make a big deal about how underwhelming Steph Curry was. Game that, two when they lost. Just quickly, let me say this. 18 and 8. 18 points, 8 assists, and he was bad. Right. When, well, when that when you're bad, when that's bad, you're pretty darn good. But you know what I mean? People were like, <laughs> well, he saying. was just okay. You no, know what I mean? True. Right. You're right. You're uh right. but but game two it showed up. I mean, he he missed a lot of shots. He just didn't look that good. And uh what's what's the issue there? So so uh well, so it's me, not just I, Steph Curry. Is Durant a problem? Well, one thing I'm gonna say, let me say this first. Because I I don't know if Steph is hurt or not, but guess what? I don't want to hear about it. And I'm I love Steph Curry, but he is the and this happens is seemingly every postseason with him. When he doesn't play well, we say he's injured, right? When he does, but he has great games in the midst of Thank not you. playing Thank you. I'm with well. you. I'm with you. You know what I mean? Like, I'm with you're you. You're out there on the floor. You're not missing practice. You're not on a minutes restriction. You don't look hobbled. You're not li- – you know what I mean? Like, enough. And, and, and this is and not you know against what? Steph and because if you're not healthy, he's not driving this conversation. But if you're not but healthy, don't play. Don't play. Exactly. That's what, If you're out there, that's it. We're going to judge you by the standard that you set. And so, especially when you know, it, it would be one thing if you're if we know you have to sit out practices, right? You know, if we know you can only go twenty minutes a night or something like totally that. totally different. Yeah, but you can't play on your successive games or whatever it is. But no, he's playing every game. He looks fine. He's not on a minutes restriction. So, I, can we stop it? With the, oh, he's not himself, he's not healthy. Let's stop it with that. No, I'm with you on that. But but a lot of people are complaining, and I guess uh, one person complaining is none other than uh, Draymond Green's mom. Is that Mary <laughs> Babbers? Uh, so so she likes to stir things up. I, I guess so because I guess she doesn't like the ISO ball uh, by uh, Durant. And well, uh, here's a quote. I, I have it. You ready? So she, she's sitting out on Twitter, right? Right. This is what she said. Quote, it's more, to, it's more to a game than shots. It left everyone else standing around, never to get in position, swing the ball, pass the ball, and around the seven-second mark, take the shot. Not at the 21-second mark. ISO, ISO, ISO. They beat us at our own game after this was after they lost game two. End quote. So that was it. This this, this is her quote. So I could not agree more. Wow. With Mary Babbers. And here's the thing. Look, Durant's great. I've long said, ever since he got there, in fact, I've said he's the best player on the Warriors. But they have become too KD centric. To Kevin Durant centric. The thing that makes the Warriors special is the ball, the free flowing offense where the ball and the players are in constant motion. That's it. That's what makes them special. And when Steph was hurt, they had to switch up the offense, tweak it, and they made it more Kevin Durant-centric, where he was bringing the ball up court, he was going a lot more iso, he was doing post-ups, and other guys were kind of standing around a lot more. Not exclusively, but more than usual. I got it. Steph was out. You had to switch it up. But their record wasn't as good then. They weren't as dominant. And 
they went back to playing that way in the games one and two against Houston, especially game two, and with Steph on the floor. And so I was sitting that I blame Steve Kerr and the coaching staff. I don't know if they felt like Steph and Clay don't have it going, let's ride KD tonight, mm-hmm. or if it just kind of somehow their offense just morphed into what it what you know being all KD all the time. They looked like it was a LeBron James type team. Right. No, I, you know, I get you right. Where everything has to go through him. Yeah, and and I I if I don't care if Steph is one for eleven, stick with your system because look, can the Warriors win playing through KD and playing you know without their usual free flowing offense? Yes, because they have so much talent, they still could win, but they also could be beaten playing that way. They're not special. They're just really good that way. But when they play with their free-flowing offense that includes Kevin Durant, doesn't feature Kevin Durant, that's the great thing about Durant. He doesn't have to be like LeBron where he's always got the ball to be effective. He can just be included and still get you 30 points just you know being a part of the system. So when they play that way, they're unbeatable. Houston, Cleveland, Boston, whoever you want to name, nobody can beat them when they play their free-flowing system. But when they go ISO, ISO, KD, KD all the time, then that's when they struggle. There you go. All right, did the Rockets expose a chink in the Warriors' armor? We'll continue the conversation. If you want to join in, uh, 877-99 on Fox. We'll take your calls. Uh, Stick and stay. It's the Odd Couple on Fox Sports Radio. It's the Odd Couple on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Rob Parker. He is Chris Broussard. You want to follow Chris on Twitter, go to at Chris underscore Broussard, or you can follow me at Rob Parker FS1. And uh, the Odd Couple is brought to you by Granger, the products and services you need when you need them. Granger's got your back to help you keep your facility running. Granger, the one who get things, get, get it done. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Chris, we got a call. Let's go to uh, Ron in Richmond, Virginia. You're on the Odd Couple. What's happening? Hey, guys. How you doing, man? You guys are great. Chris Broussard, I listen to you all the time. Rob Parker, you're great. Thank you, I buddy. I have a question about Thank Steph you. Curry. Uh, I can't understand why Steph Curry, when struggling, can't help play more traditional point guard. When you're, not, when you're not making shots from 30, why don't he break down the defense? Why doesn't he get open shots to everybody else? Why doesn't he play more traditional point guard when his shots aren't falling? Well, that's not their system. He can break down the defense. I mean, you know he's got one of the best handles in the league. He can get by whoever he wants to offensively. But in their offense, think about it. A lot of times, Steph doesn't even bring the ball up. I mentioned KD bringing it up a lot in game two. But when they're really flowing, a lot of times Draymond's bringing it up. Draymond actually led them in assists. But if you go back, go back to when Mark Jackson coached the team. Steph right. did play more like a like a, a normal point guard today. He brought the ball up all the time. They ran a lot of high pick and roll, and his numbers were great. It was like twenty four points, eight assists a game. His assists were a lot okay. higher under Mark but, Jackson. But Chris, you know what? That's you, not what's best for their team. I was going to say once he started making those shots from uh, 
left field, uh, that all changed, <laughs> right? Yeah, look, I, I think that Steve Kerr found the perfect system for that team. And I, I, I think Steph, I think they just need to keep doing what they normally do. And if Steph is missing, he's missing. And you still got Clay and Durant and, and other guys to fill it up. But he's not going to be missing very often. I really think a big part of game two was just the, they became too Kevin Durant centric. And Steph, right. you saw Steph coming down, taking quick shots, contested shots. He normally doesn't do that. And I think he was trying to find out, figure out, let me get in a flow because I'm not seeing the ball as much as I'd like to. Yep. All right. So uh, you're right, Chris, in a situation where, you know, Steph isn't going to revert to anything that he used to be five years no, ago and all no. that. People, and I don't think he should, right? No, absolutely not. Uh, they just they got to make shots. Steph has to make shots. We know that, right? And if you don't make threes and you don't do those kind of things, and Houston made every shot. They played great, right? Let's tip our cap to the yep. Rockets. They were fighting for their lives, right? They Do knew you, they, they couldn't wanna, lose two games at home in the no, Western you, Conference you, Finals. You're absolutely right. I want to ask you this because you have been very. I think this is the this is the baseball, Mister Baseball, in you that uh-huh. comes out subtly. But <laughs> you, you, I know you like to say, look. The NBA Finals are going to be the same thing they were last year. Yep. Golden State, Cleveland, Golden State romping over Cleveland. But I'm asking you, do you think Houston has like, you know, it's going to make this interesting? Uh, No. So you think they go back 3-1, maybe they win game five, right. maybe, maybe. I and pick, then they I pick, clo- get closed out in six? Yep. I, I, I picked Golden State in six, so I didn't have them getting whitewashed after game one. I know a lot of people thought, oh, they're never going to win a game. Do you know what I mean? After, yeah. after the another reaction. Now, now, did they look terrible in that game? Absolutely. And it was at home, and they gave up home court like automatically, you know, so people yeah. painted their uh, – uh, the ending already. So could could they win two games, Chris? Sure, they could win two games. Uh, I, I'm with you. I picked Golden State in six. Here's the thing. I don't want a six where it's 3-1 Golden State and right. then, you know, like you said, Houston wins game five because they're desperate. Golden State might relax a bit and then Golden State closes them out in, in Oakland. What I if they, If it's six... I want it going back 2-2 to Houston because then, you know, there's little legitimate doubt. Even if Golden State wins the next two. Well, that gives you drama. Six. No, I exactly. got you. That's, that's drama. What I, that's what I want. And you you hit it on the head. You know, I, one thing I've liked about these playoffs, even as we've gotten kind of the same teams we expected, right. there has been a little bit more drama, a little bit more drama than we expected. And it might have been a lot of it was the early rounds, New Orleans sweeping Portland. Like, yeah, nobody could have predicted that. Yeah, nobody. yeah. I mean, Toronto just getting hammered by Cleveland. Cleveland Everybody could have predicted that. Yeah. <laughs> <Toronto>. <laughs> right. But, you know, so that's what I'm pulling for. I, I'm with you. I think it's going to be Golden State, Cleveland, and Golden State winning easily. But let give me some drama. Give me some suspense. So you want to see Houston win this game that. and force Golden State to have oh. to earn it and take if it Houston from them. If Houston wins tonight, then we really got something. Right. I agree. If they great. win in I Golden State. I still would think Golden State's going to win it. 
but I, I would love it. I, I agree. I, I think that would totally, Chris, change everything where people would have to sit at the edge of their seats because it would be going back to Houston where, where they could win, and what if they were up 3-2? to two? So that's a big thing to do. All right, the uh, next hour of The Odd Couple is coming up. we got some NFL talk and much more. So you want to stick and stay. It is Yes, indeed. It is The Odd Couple on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Chris Broussard. He is Rob Parker, my partner. You can follow me on Twitter at, at Chris underscore Broussard. You can follow my man Rob at, at Rob Parker F. One And we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. We are an hour and some change away from Game 3 of the Western Conference Finals. That got interesting a couple of days ago when Houston smacked the defending champion Golden State Warriors. There's all types of drama. Kevin Durant, Draymond Green saying Kevin Durant shooting too much, too much iso ball. Steph Curry is struggling. Is he hurt? Is he healthy? What's going on? What's wrong? Has Houston figured them out? Do they have the answer, the kryptonite? to the Golden State Warriors Superman or Super Team, I should say. So all of that is going to be on display tonight. I can't wait, Rob. And on the other side of the NBA, the Eastern Conference Finals, which was looking pretty bad. Somebody, I think a couple people even thought Cleveland would get swept, which was ridiculous considering that their best player is named LeBron James. And uh, and they lost LeBron- two road games, not home games. <laughs> yes, yes, Come indeed. Come on. Uh, I, I believe, Rob, now we'll see, you know, this might sound crazy to some, but I, I think Cleveland's going to win the next three. And finish this thing in six. I predicted six. I stuck with it. I was a little hesitant, a little leery, you know, of doing it after the first two games, but I stuck with the prediction of six games, Cleveland, and I feel like they got a really good chance of winning these next three games and totally turning this thing around. I'm with you. Uh, I was on Undisputed with Skip and Shannon, and they thought I was going to push the panic button and say, this is it, LeBron's going to lose, he's going to go down, and I was like, I didn't think that the Cavs were in trouble at all. I give Boston credit. They played very well at home. But you know, Chris, I know they haven't been a good road team. Not in the postseason, for, no. which is weird. But then again, you know, they had Kyrie most of the season, you know, and they had a really good road record. But in the postseason, they could easily be 0-6. They're 1-5. They got a gift wrap win by Philadelphia. That was the game that they did win on the road. But other than that, they're a different team. And for Cleveland to go home and win a couple of games, I just wasn't that shocked or thought to myself, like, uh, Cleveland can't win a couple of games and turn this series around. And then LeBron James, that, that there's somehow, some way, LeBron James can't win one, uh, as the best player on the planet, win one game on the road at Boston, and Boston has no star players. They're yep. all role players. I, yep. I'm going to always be down with the king 
in that situation. I know. Don't faint, Chris. I just said it. I'll be I, down I, with I, the I'm king. Shocked, man. I, 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 and our board op, man, you missed a perfect opportunity to throw in a run DMC sample. Down with the king. I know. Where's that. Bobo? Bobo, we need that. <laughs> Is Bobo? Bobo's Bobo, here now. now. If it was an Earth, Wind, and Fire reference, he would have picked it up. He would have had September ready to go or, you know, Boogie right. Wonderland or I'm, something I'm like Let's Groove Tonight. Today, Chris. I'm, I'm gonna shock you today. Just watch, <laughs> or, or the spinners, or something like that. You know, the four tops. I mean, he's old. He's an old soul. Old soul. I know, but he's on. a young guy. I know he's young. That's why it's, it's baffling. Yes. You know, but he probably ain't even heard Run DMC's down with the king. Down with the king. That's you right. Know? But um, I, I look. I'm with you, and that's one reason I felt really good about Cleveland. I mean, I I I, I said it before, and I think maybe I was a little. I went a little overboard, but I said Boston had no chance. Oh, you had a no chance. of beating Cleveland. None. And it was because, to your point, they do not have a star. Right. And I was like, you're, you're not beating LeBron James without a star. If you beat LeBron James without a star on your team, and that's no disrespect to any of those players, that's a major black eye to LeBron. You want to talk about well, legacy changing? Would you, you agree? You know what? I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. What what do you think? I have my view. Here's my view. If let's say the Cavs lose this series, okay, okay, how big of a hit is it to LeBron's oh, it's, legacy? It's huge. Re- really? See, I don't feel that way. Oh, but really? Go ahead, explain yourself. O- only and because, I'll, and I'll I'll answer. Because you would look and say he lost to a starless Boston Celtics team of made up of role players who were pushed into service to play bigger roles because they lost yep. a couple Young, stars, yep. right? Yep. With no track record, nobody had ever won anything big. That would be a major, major disappointment. And Mark, and when you add that to the meltdown in that Dallas series, I'm just saying I can't. You won't, you won't let I won't it let go. that go. But Chris, when you add those two together, what what conversation could you bring to the table about him being a goat? Seriously, well, I'm glad you brought you ended with that because the only place I think it would hurt LeBron would be in the goat conversation. Okay. It doesn't, like, you and I both believe he's second best all time. Yes, I'm not saying that I would say he tumbled to fifth. No, like that. I was going to say, this doesn't mean, oh, we got to put Magic ahead of him. We got to put Kareem or Wilt or whoever you want to choose among those greats, Kobe, ahead of him. Because they all have had their stumbles. Right. This would be a stumble. But it would be, it would a, be big a big one. Stumble, it would be a big but stumble. Remember, you remember Magic in '84, Tragic Johnson, yes. Kareem. Two straight years. His last year in Milwaukee. His first year with the Lakers. He was smack dab in the middle of his prime. Missed the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You can't even fathom that happening to LeBron James. Kobe Bryant in his prime. Great, great individual play when Shaq was gone. But they missed the playoffs. Well, but he was you know, playing so, with Smush Parker and the Cosby kids back then. Yeah, hey, if, if Le- LeBron could be playing with Rudy and and, and all them from Fat Albert and right. still make the playoffs. But I, I, my point is just this. All of the greats have had their stumbles, right? Larry Bird had two eight-point games in his first finals championship. You know, the only one who hasn't is Jordan. Yep. And that's why he's the GOAT. Right. So in the GOAT conversation, this would really, like you said, it would really decimate an argument for LeBron. It would just be but, hard for his supporters to really come to the table yeah. and, and try to convince you, Chris. You would go, what? what? 
They just lost to the starless Celtics. No yeah. matter, and say especially, say the Celtics won, and then they got steamrolled by Golden State in four. You know what I mean? Like when LeBron yeah. in 2007 made it to the finals, right? They they snuck past, got past the Pistons, and then got demolished snuck. in the finals. Snuck. Yeah, they snuck past the Pistons. Man, they and, they knocked them out. It nah, was that Tyson was, That was that was Booby yeah, Gibson. Wasn't it similar. It was that just was like Booby this. Gibson. They, <laughs> they lost the first two, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, no, no, no. And I covered that series. Straight. Yep, I covered and that series. And that's when LeBron went absolutely nuclear. I was at that game. I was courtside. I was, side. Was, I was oh there. Oh, my gosh. I was that on, was... But what people and, and don't remember about not, that game, Chris, one thing that – and I'm not making an excuse. I'm not. Yes, you I'm are, not. But, no, but, I'm not. it's all right. You're a Detroit homer. No, we, I'm not a Detroit homer. That. You know that. If you talk to people in Detroit, they say, I hate Detroit. <laughs> but but um, the one thing that – if you remember, Antonio McDice got thrown out of that game in the first quarter. Do you remember that? Yeah. That that really hurt the Pistons. And I know people oh, really? say, yeah, it what, did. What, wasn't he there for the first five games? No, but he, that game what, right there, that was a there huge, first... it was a huge game. LeBron was unbelievable. He scored every bat. What did he score? 26 He in scored a row? 25 straight 25 points, points, 29 of their last 30. No, it was ridiculous. And that was against one of the, you know, I mean, that bad boys, I call them bad boys, the Two? remix. Okay. That was one of the best defensive teams I, but when I don't it, you say in history, that was a great defensive. No, team. you're right. Well, under Larry Brown, they went. They, if yep. I, if it's either eleven in a row or thirteen in a row, Chris, I'm 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 one of the two, where they held opponents under seventy points in the yeah. NBA. It was either eleven or thirteen in a row. It was unbelievable. They played that, defense. Think about that. That sounds crazy. Yes. Today. When when it's not that unusual to see a team approach or get seventy. In a half now. Yes, and they held them yeah. four quarters. Yeah. It was yeah. amazing. Give us a call at one eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox, 877-996-6369 if you want to weigh in. We're talking NBA right now. We're talking about Cleveland and the Cavaliers, you know, really having control once again in, our, in both our opinions. Uh, they have control of this series. I'll say this. You've been calling Boston starless. I think Jason Tatum is going to be a star. And I, I'm going to say Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are going to be stars. They're not stars now. I'm sorry. They're, they're young. They're too young. I agree. I'm not going to let a, a playoff run uh, tell me somebody's a star. I've seen it before. I just mentioned to you Booby Gibson from 2007. Yeah, come on. He wasn't anything close to he what had these an guys unbe- are doing. But he had an unbelievable – go back and look. I, I, hey, I, Robert. I bet you – Robert, give me those stats, check. please, of Booby Gibson in 2007. I bet you it wasn't. I might be wrong. No, but he I bet killed, you he was he below killed the Pistons. I'm telling you. He probably averaged nine. I I'm, bet you I'm he just, averaged um, – he went from uh, nobody knew who he was in the regular season – to averaging uh, 18 points, something oh, like that. 18? He was unbelievable. No way. No way. He played well. I, he, look, he was playing, but maybe he got 15. Ah, you talking about in that series. Or at least it felt he like 18 well. that I remember. But he played, No, he had big shots. He was hitting threes and all that. 13 and but a half. I, so I, you were, 13 and a half? Yeah. Okay, it was right in, in the middle of and, of where and you hit and fifty percent from three, Chris. That was the big thing. He would knock down all those threes. But hold on, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown—they're not coming out of nowhere. They had good seasons. They're not—they're not, they're they're not like, stars. Like, I'm not. I'm you not don't so, think Tatum's going to be a star? He's going to be a star. Right. I mean, he's okay. going to be a star. Next I agree. Year, next year, he—I I think Tatum more so than uh, Brown. 
has a very good chance to make the All-Star team. I just want to see more. That's all. It's not nothing taken away from him. He's played great. Absolutely. You know, of them you know great. he is the first, he's the youngest player ever to lead a team in scoring in the playoffs that a team that makes the conference finals. Wow. That's impressive. He's still the Celtics, I still call you, you, starless. No, they well, look, they they they're playing great ball. So when they they're lose when they ball. lose four in a row and, to get out, when they lose four in a row to get out of knocked out of the conference finals, people go, We still need Kyrie and that, that'll be the first thing that they say. They'll talk about well, what that they were need people saying about Detroit when they lost four in a row at the same stage to LeBron. What were they saying? Oh, uh, that was a that was a choke job. There was a choke. The Pistons no, were really I don't good. Know about all that, what they had going to the job. finals twice. That was Chris? LeBron just being they, too good. For that him. was a choke job. They were choke. Up, they were up two zero to that team. That there's you know, no look, way when you lose four straight. It's not choke. There's no way Booby Gibson should have done the damage that he did against that team. You had Chauncey Billups. You know what was a choke job with that team was when Rasheed left his oh. man. Who was it, Ginobili? Would you stop? And hit the three. <laughs> he left. That was a no, choke job. No, he left Robert Ori. He oh, left Robert, oh my he God, left Robert Ori and he went to Ginobili to, to double team yeah, okay. him. I knew Ginobili Sealed off in the corner. Somehow. I was sitting right there. How do you leave Robert Ori? That's like leaving Shaq alone for I a I have dunk. no idea. That was just <laughs> not And good. I love Rasheed, but, but that was a brain fart. All right, here we go. Don't get it twisted. Johnny Manziel will never get back in the NBA, NFL. That's next. It's the Odd Couple on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Chris Broussard. He's Rob Parker. You can follow Rob on Twitter at, at @RobParkerFS1. You can follow me at, at Chris underscore Broussard. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. And Rob, the NBA is not the only place that has been making news this week. Our old friend Johnny Manziel has signed a two-year deal with the Hamilton Tiger Cats of the Canadian Football League. He is back on the gridiron. And I'm telling you, I'm thinking Jeff Garcia. I'm thinking Doug Flutie. I'm thinking all these guys that made their mark in the CFL first. I'm not even going to mention Warren Moon because that's just, I don't want to put him in that conversation. Or, that or, same sense with Warren Moon. Or uh, Joe Theismann. Don't forget he played yeah, there too. I, I don't want to put him in the same okay. sentence as Joe Theismann either. But these are guys that have gone went to the CFL first. And then got to the NFL, and, you know, we're okay. Again, not mentioning Moon and Theismann, who are all-time greats. Warren Moon never should have had to go there. No, you're Ridiculous. right. And, it, and, and it, it's, it's, you're right. It absolutely was a travesty that he had to. I'm glad he did get to show what he did in the NFL, but he was darn near an old man by the time he got to the NFL. Right. He still was in, incredible. Because he won a lot of great cups, if I remember correct. Yep, how he many did. did he win? I mean, he like, lit it up. I don't four know or how five many. Yeah, he lit cups. up the CFL. Right. He, he was like his legendary up there. And then obviously, you know, was still great in the NFL. But the point is, Johnny Manziel going to the CFL, saying all the right things. Hey, I'm here for the long haul. I signed a two-year deal. This is not about showcasing myself for the NFL. But look, we all know he doesn't want to play long-term in the CFL, and rightly so. This is about him showing what he can do and getting back 
to the NFL, but you, I don't even want to say you have your doubts. You just, you don't have doubts. You're pretty sure about your feelings. What are they? Well, I just, Chris, you know, like, it could be a showcase, but it also could show people that you, you don't have it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, it's a yeah. double-edged sword. People could watch, and if he struggles in that league, go, he can't play. Like, he he, he might not get no, that. No, there's no doubt. If he struggles in the CFL, he'll never get back to the NFL. Right, and that's what I think is also, that's why, like, it's real simple, why guys don't, like, sometimes want to go participate in drills or, you know, like those uh, – uh, what do you call those things? The combine, combine. You know, like, yeah, the, like, the I'm not throwing, throwing for anybody. Yeah, right. I, yeah. I did it in college. You saw me. You yeah. got to sign me. You got to pick me, right? I don't want to do anymore. Well, I, I'll say and, this. And, and look, he hasn't played in years. In what, right. Two years at least. So I don't know what he's got at this point. You know, and then he's had a, you know, what looks like a positive change as far as, you know, his personality and he's bipolar. He understands it now. Right. He's not drinking anymore. But that, you know, a big part of his game was his edge. So, you know, will he still have the same edge and the same chip on his shoulder? All that remains to be seen. But I will say this. The CFL field is wider. The end zone is bigger. It, it, it lends itself to more mobile athletic quarterbacks. That's why Flutie was able to succeed there and Garcia. So I, I, there are things working in his favor. Now, again, he's like the fifth-string quarterback right now in Hamilton. Uh, so uh, I, they, know, they didn't sign him. The they didn't sign him to be the fifth string quarterback. No, but. I'm with you, but they. I mean, look, the coach June Jones, who you know he's had experience in the NFL as a right. quarterback and a coach, but he he's he's raving about this. I don't even know who the kid is, Jeremiah Masoli. Uh, he's the he's named him the starter. He's the four, former Oregon quarterback. Is that I thought that yeah, might that's be the name. okay, yep. okay, but he named him the starter. When he took the job, which, you know, obviously that was a few months ago before Manziel. Right. Uh, but it'll be interesting. I agree with you. You would think Manziel's going to get on the field. But I'm just saying there are things that could work in his favor in the CFL if he's got anything at all left. No, I got you with the field and whatnot, and that'll all be taken in consideration. But if he doesn't play well a star, I'm just saying that will turn people off and be like, well, he can't even play in that league where the field is wider and the end zone is wider and all they do is throw the ball, right? That's what they do in that league. So that's why it it, it could work against him. It could work for him. He's got a long way to go. For him not to even be invited into an NFL camp and they're not, you know, hands off, you know, like you could easily do that. They do that to a lot of guys who played in these arena football leagues who get invited. You know what I'm saying? They could have watched them up close and, well, and put them in some action. Team, would you would you take a chance on him? I don't even say take a chance, but would you invite him in and see what he's got? Or I, yeah, I don't if know. I, if I thought that there was, like I said, it's not like you're committing millions of dollars to him. You know what I mean? To invite him and have him do that, and he might not make the team or make make it out of. Uh, Workouts or whatever. Well, he played in that spring league, right? He, and obviously, he didn't impress anybody too much. That's what I'm saying. That. And now, if he goes to the to the CFL and it continues where he's not impressive, I think the CFL could actually hurt him. Go but here's my thing. No, I, I think it's a good move by him. You don't think it was a good like? He oh, had he had no it. shot. I mean, there's, no, right, there's nowhere else for him to go. You're not going to yeah. wait around for the uh, 
what is that new league? The XFL coming back or nah, any of that? Nah, nah. So, and so he's twenty five. He's right. not. Getting you want to get younger. out there and play? You got to play. Yeah. So I think it was a good move. Uh, I, you know, we'll see what he can do. Yeah, I'm just saying it's not an automatic step to the NFL. That, that's all I'm oh, saying. No. no, no, not at all, not at all. But I'm glad. Look, I hope that you know changed and more serious about his craft. Uh, you know, I thought he'd have trouble in the NFL anyway. You know, I just think, you know, his style of play, I didn't know how conducive it was. He's not a big guy. He's athletic, but he's not like a blazing, right. you know, doesn't have blazing speed. So I had my doubts about him anyway. But, you know, we'll see. I, I tell you what, June Jones, when he took the job, because the Tiger Cats had the rights, the CFL rights to Manziel. So I don't know if, you know, they had talked to Manziel before and thought maybe they'll get him, but... When June Jones took the job in Hamilton as the head coach in uh, January, he raved about Manziel. He said he thought – I don't know how Manziel came up. Like I said, I guess because they had the rights. Right. But he said he thought he could be the best player to play up here. Wow. And I don't know if he just meant Hamilton or if he meant – In the, the CFL, CFL, right, period. as a whole, right. But, yeah, he raved about it. So that that lends itself to your point. Look, Manziel's going to get every chance he he get he can to play. It's just as simple as that because it's a business too. And if Manziel is playing, playing then that's going to draw fans and that's going to put butts in the seat. Yep. And here's the thing. If Manziel plays – shows any type of competence at all, you know American fans are going to be clamoring for some NFL team to give him a shot. Right. Like, if he goes up there and plays well, even if a team, they look at him and don't see much, if fa- if he's playing well, fans are going to really want him in the NFL. I, I couldn't agree more. I, I totally agree. And uh, he will be that guy that until, like, he's, you know, you, you keep wanting to see him or give him another chance until you could finally see him. You want to see him fail for yourself. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can't yep. believe this guy had that kind of success in college, never really got a chance to play any. And when I say got a chance, he played. He just didn't do anything, and then he had all kinds of other issues. Yep. And it's it's almost like the, uh, you know, uh, the other quarterback, uh, Skip's guy, uh, oh, Baker Mayfield? Ba- no, no, no. Uh, we'll place for the Mets. I don't know why I can't. Uh, oh, Tebow. T- Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow. <laughs> I don't know why I can't get his name out. But Tim Tebow. Yeah. People just didn't want to give up on Tim. You know what I mean? No matter yeah, what. Yeah, Even though he went yeah. to like, he was Tim Tebow was on four teams. Yeah. Even he, in look, New England, they didn't use him. I mean, then he went to Philadelphia. He was there for a yeah. cup of coffee in Philadelphia during like a, a training session or something. And then he didn't even make that team. But he was on four teams. He was on the Jets. He never started a game for the Jets. Remember that? No. Yeah, yeah. He he, uh, he didn't have it for the NFL. It's yeah. just as simple as that. He, he, I mean, for him even to get the shots he got, as you mentioned, was kind of remarkable. It was. It's probably because he was high character. Obviously, he was, you know. And he has a, a huge following. Exactly. Yep, yep, and he yep. did have success in college. We get it. Yep, yep. Well, get your popcorn ready, Rob. Hall of Fame wide receiver Terrell Owens joins us next. But first, 
Let's get to Steve DeSager to find out what is trending. All right, still over a half an hour till tip of the NBA playoff game. Houston at Golden State in the NHL. An expansion team is going to the Stanley Cup final. Vegas eliminates Winnipeg today 2-1. to one. Wait a minute, the St. Louis Blues? Oh, That's, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> boy, you're going back 50 years <laughs> for that. Not that you're old or No, anything. not at all. Not. Uh, uh, Rafael Nadal won the Clay Court Italian Open for the eighth time in his career. The French Open starts next Sunday. Nadal's won that 10 times out of the last 13 years. Rafael Nadal is going to reclaim the number one tennis ranking tomorrow because Roger Federer is sitting out the clay court season. Former Heisman Trophy winner Billy Cannon passed away this morning at the age of 80. He won the trophy for LSU in 1959. A win for Shohei Otani. It's a final in Anaheim. 5-2 Angels over the Rays, ending the six-game winning streak of Tampa Bay. Otani's 4-1 as a pitcher, nine strikeouts in seven and two-thirds innings. Still had the velocity going in his final inning before they pulled him. He has been impressive. And did you guys know that last night Tampa Bay started a career reliever, Sergio Romo, a guy who'd had nearly 600 games pitched, 11th year in the majors, had never started, but Tampa Bay has, with the five-man rotation, they only have four starting pitchers. So when it comes to the fifth day, they just pick a reliever and then go all relievers the rest of the game. Mm. So he started last night. First ever start, one inning, three strikeouts. He was done. After, that was it. That was one it. Inning? And then was they, that the plan for just one, just inning. one inning? He was going to go a second, but they hit an early grand slam. So then they brought this rookie in who wound up going a career long six and a third, I think, last night. Wow. So it worked out. And then after the game, the manager of the race says, Sergio Romo is going to start Sunday also. He started today. And last night's game in Anaheim, and today was one and a third scoreless <laughs> and no hits allowed. Oakland was a 9-2 winner at Toronto. It was so bad for the Blue Jays, their DH, Kendrys Morales, pitched the top of the ninth. Wow! Three flyouts and a walk, so his career ERA is zero. The Blue Jays on offense only had four hits. The defense had four errors. They lost badly. Just final in Seattle in 11 innings. The 3-2 win for the Mariners over Detroit. They had ruined a no-hit bid from Francisco Liriano, finally getting a single in the seventh. And then the Mariners tied it with a two-run homer in the bottom of the ninth. They've just won it in the 11th. Any guess on the best team in the National League? It's a team that released Jose Bautista this morning. It's the Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves. And they were getting killed by Miami today until Atlanta scores six runs in the bottom of the ninth to win the game anyway. 10-9 the final. Meanwhile, Arizona is slumping badly. They've lost 13 of their last 17 games, got beaten by the Mets in New York. Noah Syndergaard the win 4-1. Meanwhile, the Dodgers have awakened four straight wins, beat Steven Strasburg in Washington today 7-2. Dodger lefty Rich Hill had another finger injury last night. He'll Mm. miss a month. He only lasted two pitches in last night's start. The Padres, with four runs top of the ninth, had a comeback win at Pittsburgh, 8-5. Yankees and Red Sox each won again. They're still in a virtual tie with each other for the best record overall in the majors. The Yankee win was 10-1 at Kansas City. Sonny Gray had had an ERA over six, but pitched eight great innings today. Boston's win was 5-0 against Baltimore. J.D. Martinez with two more homers. He has 15 to tie for the major league lead, and he's batting over 340. The Orioles are just horrendous. 14 and 32 this year. Today, Mm. Baltimore had 13 hits, 13 men left on base. Wow. (laughs) Hugh Darvish is starting a six year contract with the Cubs. He was 0 3, ERA 5.5. Got the win today. Cubs 6 1, beating Cincinnati, the worst team in the National League. And the Giants have just won the late afternoon game 9 5 over the Rockies, guys.
All right, Thank Steve. you for that baseball update. I, I know Rob Parker's just glowing. You right know now. I am I'm excited. Oh All right. <laughs> it is the odd couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com or call 800 947 AUTO. The only hard part Figuring out which way is easier. And, boy, do we have a surprise for you guys. We have got the one, the only, Terrell Owens, Hall of Fame wide receiver. You can follow him at at Twitter, Terrell Owens. And, uh, Terrell, how you doing, man? It's good good to have you on. I'm good. It's Terrell, by the way. Terrell. My bad, man. I apologize for that. I, I'm so used to, <laughs> to, to, to the basketball player's name, Ter- Terrell and Ter- Terrell and all that. But you are in the. You've been in the news a lot this week. We could start a number of places, but right. let's start with the the comeback bid. If that's you know, there's talk that you want to come back. That you've been tweeting about it coming back to the NFL at 44 years of age. Is that true? And, you know, how? what makes you think you've got a ton left? Well, the, the likelihood of that actually happening, I'm sure, is slim to none. But, I mean, I've always kept myself in shape. And always, uh, you know, you mentioned my Twitter, at Terrell Owens, and my Instagram. I'm always uh, on those social media uh, platforms engaging with the fans. And so, you know, it's just a matter of me. Like I said, I'm always going to continue to stay in shape. And, you know, I've been working out with Julio Jones and some guys uh, Ross Travis, Travis Kelsey, uh, over the last couple of months or so. And so I put the video out. And again, like I said, it's not, it's not that the fact that I can't play, I just haven't gotten the opportunity to play. I mean, you know, for me to, to, to say that I can't play and everybody to say that I can't play because I'm 44, they obviously, they don't know who I am. You know, and I think if you look at LeBron James and, and what he's doing, I'm sure if somebody were to start out like 10 years ago and say, oh, well, this is how LeBron is going to be playing in year 15, they would probably say no. Right. But the thing is, he has that opportunity to show what he can do at the stage that he's doing it. So, like I said, the likelihood of it happening is probably slim to none. But, again, could I get on the field and, and, and be productive on, on, on a given team under the right circumstances? Absolutely. Well, well, T.O., and uh, the other part, though, I guess, is would you be willing or entertain other football leagues? I think starting in the next year or two, there's like nine other football leagues that are coming along. So, so you know what I mean? The XFL, they're going to need some names and people. Would you entertain that? Or this other league? Um, what is it, the other league? I mean, the American something? What is that other league coming up uh, to? It's another um, league. I know they have the American Flag Football League, and um, again, like I said, under the right circumstances, I may. Um, but, you know, as of right now, like I said, I know the real, the most competitive league out there right now, that's, that, that's, that, that's the National Football League. If that's the case, I can go, I can go play in the CFL if that, if, you know, if need be. Um, but, you know, other than that, like I said, I'm always keeping myself in shape. If the options or the opportunity arises, you know, for whatever reason, um, like I said, I would entertain it. But, again, you know, my thing now is really just giving back and helping guys. Um, Julio Jones and, uh, and I, we've been working out. Um, he reached out to me to kind of help with some of, some of what he's, uh, you know, his, some of his training um, during the offseason. So that's, that's what I'm really doing. I'm, I'm, I'm really sharing that knowledge uh, of what I've been able to do throughout the course of my career with some of these young guys um, so these guys can flourish uh, as well. 
T.O. Now, Julio, you know, he he wants a new contract, kind of upgraded with the Atlanta Falcons. And the reports are that he's not going to go to the OTAs. Are you giving him any advice on kind of ha- how to handle his situation with them? Um, hands off when it comes to that. I mean, Julio uh, is his own person. Um and I don't want anybody to speculate just because I'm working out with him or what have you um, that I'm giving him any type of a, you know business advice right. for how he should handle his business. That's not what I've done. Um, we've discussed some things about you know how he's played over the last few years, how he I felt like he's been probably underutilized considering uh, what he's capable of. And I think the last few years or so, even um, you know a few years shy of that. He he's his name has always come up when you talk about the top receivers in the league. Yeah. Um, he he's not that top guy because of some of the injuries um, that has plagued him um, the last few years. Um, I think, but everybody realizes the talent um, that he that that he has that he has and he possesses. You think about the Super Bowl performance um, that that he had, and obviously um, they end up coming up short in that game because I think offensively uh, they got conservative, and you can't do that with a guy like Tom Brady and, and, a, and a head coach in Bill Belichick. Um, but you think about what he did this past year. I looked up the guy's stats just in conversation with a trainer, and they were like, "Well, how many touchdowns do you think Julio had?" And I'm like, "My my immediate guess, I would have would have at least said." At least ten. I looked it up. He only had three touchdowns, which is ridiculous. Wow, (laughs) that that shouldn't happen with a guy of his caliber at this at this stage of his career. Um, Again, I think he's been underutilized. So, um, other than that, I'm sure he's frustrated. Um, Again, you go to the Super Bowl and then you don't, you know, even get close to that the following year. Um, Again, so I think he has to really assess you know, where he is and, and do the best thing for himself um, and his family. But I think, you know, his mainstay right now and his main objective is to remain with the Atlanta Falcons. Hey, hey T.O., one thing I want to touch on is the gambling thing. The Supreme Court struck down basically uh, the ban on gambling. Do you think that's going to affect the league? Uh, and will players get more caught up in being involved? In, in, and I know you can't gamble – personally if you're an NFL player but you know giving sure. stuff to family and friends and inside information or 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 the stigma of gambling being you know lessened because it's le- it will be legal in due time could that hurt the league or or mess with the league or players get caught up in that um i i, I don't know i think uh i mean obviously this you know this stems all the way back to think about baseball and and why Pete Rose yep. hasn't been able to uh, you know, be able to, you know, get himself into the Hall of Fame. So, again, it could have some ramifications. Um, you know, if legalized, I'm sure everybody's going to try to find, figure out ways uh, um, to, to make, you know, to take advantage of the situation. Um, I'm not really well-versed in, you know, in this topic. But, again, right. like that, uh, if you look at, you know, what fantasy football um, has done to a lot of fans, and, and, again, when you think about what fantasy football has done, and then when guys aren't performing, you know, uh, or not on the field, then fans are getting upset. But they have to understand, you know, uh, as a football player, as athletes, we don't really pay attention to, to fantasy football and what it may do to, you know, uh, whether you make money or lose money. Uh, we have to do what we want to do and what we do best for ourselves and for the team, for, for that matter. So, again, I'm sure, like I said, somebody's going to try to tinker with the system and, and try to take advantage of it, you know, one way or the other. 
T.O., I want to get back to your desire to get back in the NFL. I mean, you're far from the first athlete to, you know, retire and then want to come back or come back. How tough is it, you know, to find something to kind of replace that high that you get every Sunday from playing in the NFL? And, and secondly, if you have your druthers, if it's outside the NFL, like what, what would you really like to be doing if you don't, you know, get back into the NFL as a player? Well, I think first, I'm I'm not I'm not actively seeking to get back in the league. I think when people see me and they see the shape that I'm in, that's the first thing that comes to that comes out of their mouth is like, "Dude, you look like you can still play." And so again, I I, I mean, it's not like I'm in a, in disagreement with them. I know that I could have I could have still been playing because of uh, such a such I was I mean I was such a high profile name and a polarizing figure then I understand there are politics that comes into play with you know obviously bringing somebody like myself you know onto their roster um you think about why Colin Kaepernick is not in the game and and, yeah. and others and everybody you know, knows he poli- can play right right exactly so uh, again like I said I feel like me yeah I'm in the Hall of Fame that's all fine and dandy but I, I feel like I wasn't given the opportunity to walk away from the game um, like I should have. You know what I mean? So I feel like my, my, my career was kind of incomplete um, because I, at the end of the day, like I said, when I last played, even when I went over to, to Seattle and they gave me an opportunity, um, I, I hadn't played in like a year and a half. I didn't really feel like I got a fair shake to really knock the rust off to really get back to playing for them. Um, the guys that were on that team, uh, Sher- Richard Sherman, Browner, all those guys, they saw that – as the week started and the days that I was starting to be on the field more and more, I started to look more and more like myself. But then again, they brought me in and then they said, Oh, well, we're going to go and we're going to take a younger approach and go into a different direction. Um, if that was the case, then why bring me in there? Um, so I felt like my time was kind of wasted in a sense. Um, so I wasn't able to get back onto a team um, after that because I felt like I'm sure a lot of teams felt like, oh, well, he didn't make the Seattle uh, Seahawks roster. Then, you know, obviously, you know, there's something to it. Um, but it wasn't. I mean, I just needed to knock a little of the rust off and then get back into a little bit of playing shape to really show what I could do. Um, but, again, like I said, I'm not actively seeking to get back in. But if uh, the opportunity arises because of someone that knows me personally um, outside of all the other uh, shenanigans that you know people may bring up as to why they wouldn't bring me in. Um, I know that I could you know go into a roster and help a team um, in certain situations. You think about the red zone. Um, you, you mentioned Atlanta Falcons. You think about what Julio Jones and, and somebody somebody a team like that could benefit with somebody like me on the football field at the same time. Hey uh, T.O. Real quick, we got like less than a minute. I don't know if you followed this uh, Reuben Foster story and and. Uh, how aware are you as a pro athlete that there are some people out to get you guys and, you know, put basically lie and put stuff out there that could really hurt your reputation uh, as a as a former pro athlete? Uh, how shocking was this to hear this story? Man, it's, 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 it's really sad. And I think, you know, we have so many examples, you know, prior to, you know, getting myself in certain situations like that to learn from. Right. Um, it kind of just, it's, it's mind boggling to, to think that we would then put ourselves in a, in a, in the same situation. Um, but again, we just, as, as men and as athletes, 
Um, we just have to put ourselves in in, in the best situations, uh, you know, possible, and really police ourselves uh, better in, in in moving forward. But it's very very unfortunate what he's going through. Um, it's bringing up a lot of unnecessary and unwanted attention, um, especially for a young guy like that, really trying to get his career off the ground. No doubt. And I said his last thing, Chris, to to To. Thanks so much. He came to my class. I teach a sports commentary class at USC. And T.O. came on his own time, spoke to my kids, stayed for more than an hour. He was great. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. T.O., I know you love hoops, man, so I, I got to get you on the <laughs> podcast in the zone to talk some NBA. I Look, I'd love to see you in the big three, too. I, I, I don't know if oh, Ice Cube going to let y'all in, non-NBA, <laughs> but. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't get to answer your question about what it what it takes to really kind of fill that void of, of playing in the National Football League. But again, there's nothing there's nothing like it. Um, again, yeah. you just have to find All something right. that you feel passionate about. Thanks so much. Thanks, we got brother. definitely got to run. Thanks to you. Appreciate right, it. The hottest radio game show in the country is next. Sources say. It's the Odd Couple coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Uh, Sources say we'll be next hour. And coming up, the voice of the NBA on ABC, Mike Breen. Can't wait for that, Rob. He joins us next. I can't because he is the voice and one of the best guys going. Oh, he he you know, and we both go back a long way with with Mike Breen. You know, I, I used to meet him at the TikTok Diner in New York City, right across from Madison Square Garden. We did some like local TV show together. You know how many times I've eaten at that spot? Yeah, right. I know where that is. Everybody's been to that place. Yep, 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 yep. But uh Mike Breen does a terrific job with Jeff Van Gundy and, and Mark Jackson and whoever uh, they put beside him. But I'm, I can't wait to get him on. It is the Odd Couple on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Rob Parker. He is Chris Broussard. You can follow Chris on Twitter at Chris underscore Broussard. Or you can follow me at Rob Parker FS1. And as always, you know, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. And, yes, we're moments away from the Oracle Arena where uh, Game 3 will be played. Houston Rockets, Golden State Warriors, Chris. This is a big game. Obviously, if you're Houston, you got to have it because you got to get home court back. And if you're Golden State, you got to defend home court, win, win this game, and put yourself in the you know driver's seat of the series yep. if they get this win here. and. You know, a lot of guys, I think, on Golden State have to show us something. We need to see something from Curry today, don't you, tonight. We have to see Curry's got to play better. Um, Maybe uh, we need to see more guys get involved for the Warriors the last game. Uh, People complaining that uh, it's too much ISO and too much Durant and uh, that that contributed to the uh, loss in uh, Game 2, which even the series at 1-1. Well, I thought it was a reversal of strategies almost in game from game one to game two. Like game one, Houston was James Harden-centric, and no one else got involved, and he had a great game, but they lost. Game two, Warriors go too much Kevin Durant. He has a great game, but they lose. 
while the Rockets shared the ball like Golden State had been doing in game one. So I'm really interested to see how both teams play. You know what would be great, wake for a great game, is if both teams come out and share the basketball. <laughs> and then we might get a 150 to 148 score, but it'd be some exciting basketball. This is a huge game. And I know you're not rooting for anybody. I know you like to get your predictions correct, right? Yes. But if we all do, right? We, that's what we do. I that's tell people the all the time. I tell people all the time. I said, you got you to gotta understand, we're analysts. We're, we're paid for our opinions. We do a lot of research, looking at stuff, trying to be as right as possible. You can't get everything right, but but I, I, we would be lying if to say that we don't want our opinion, uh, our uh, uh, opinions when it comes to picking games to be right for our own selves, right? Oh no, that's that's totally what we want, and and I and I I'd like to hear your view on this, but I've all not always, but a lot of times I've it's been tough for me when making predictions because. You know, one thing you know about our business now as opinionists, sometimes our we do end up siding with the team that we like. You know what I mean? Like Skip Bayless, our colleague, he's obviously pro-Dallas Cowboys, pro-San Antonio Spurs, right. Shannon Sharp, pro-LeBron James. You know, so sometimes your 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 feelings about a team do come out and, and you talk about it a lot. So there are times when I do want a certain team to win. I may be more of a fan of this team. And sometimes it's hard for me to make predictions because it's like I want to pull for a certain team, but I may want to pick against them. You know what I mean? So, And like you said, you want your pick to be right ultimately. So it's like it, sometimes I just find that tough to make predictions, whether I go with my heart or I go with my head. Well, it, it, it's not an easy thing. I try to stay away from – uh, pulling for teams, I really do. My whole thing is, I want. But the, you pull against teams. I want the best story. You hate Tom Brady. I want the best story, and you hate the no, king. Stop it. <laughs> I mean, you you know you know. I don't hate those guys, but, but you love the Yankees. No, Come stop. On. I just you, you know what? Did you just on, see you that? Got you, Aaron, you, you got Aaron Judge is one of the top five <laughs> sluggers of all time, and you know and what? This year's Yankees, who aren't even aren't even definitively the best team in baseball, you got them as one of the best as the best regular season team ever. They're playing 700 baseball right now. Do you know that? Do you know they're playing? Are they are, are they are they leading their division? Yes. Aren't they tied with Boston? No, but they have a better winning percentage. The, the Yankees have only lost 13 games this year, and so far they have the best. They have a seven uh, a 698 winning percentage, which is the best right now in the American League. Let me just check the National League for sure. But I think they have the best winning percentage of any team in baseball already. So if yes, you they do. had to, let's say they keep this up. Well, I don't even say they keep it up. But what? you're a Yankees fan. I'm not no, a Yankees a fan. fan. No, no, no. Uh, didn't you see you're my picture? With, with, did you see the graduation picture from Columbia 30 years ago when I have a Mets hat on? In the in the graduation I picture, I was just a little whippersnapper. You no, know, I know ago. thirty years ago. I, what are you uh, thinking? I know. <laughs> no, but okay, Mets fan. So let's say the Mets. You know, no, I'm not a fan anymore. I have. I'm. I'm I, I don't. I'm serious, Chris. I do not root for the Mets or any team. I. I do. I'm going to admit this. Do is your heart with anybody? No, I. I. I, I feel in any good. Sport. I feel good for individuals. Like if I, if I have a relationship with somebody, yep. and they do well, I'm happy for them. Seriously, but but like, do a you team, ever want to see them win? 
No, I, I, I would that person I would like to yeah, see that's win. What I'm yeah, that person. So, so, but it's not a team thing at all. So let's I'm dead put that serious. okay, let's say I'm just going to throw out I know this isn't the case, but let's say you're you know, you got a good relationship with Steph. Right. And you like him, right? Yep. And you like him to do well. But you feel like his team is going to lose this series. Would it ever be hard for you to you know, just in your man, I really want to I want to pull for Steph. But I want. I think Houston's going to beat them, and I want to pull for I would, Houston. I would, I'm pick them. You know I would I mean? say that they would lose. I would just say whoever I really believe would lose would lose. All right, we got a big guest. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm with you on that. All right, let's. But wo- it's tough. Let's welcome in a friend of both of ours who we've known for a long time, the voice of the NBA. It is Mike Breen from the NBA on ABC, and Mike, welcome to the Odd Couple. Rob Parker and Chris Broussard on Fox Sports Radio. How you doing, buddy? Hello, old New York friends. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about the old days. I yes. was talking about the TikTok Diner. Rob went even further back than that. That's right. When you were doing uh, cable, local cable for Rick Smith's team. What is that, Iona in the old days? <laughs> no, it was Marist College. Marist College. Do you remember I that? Was- I wasn't even the play-by-play guy. I was the analyst. There was a play-by-play guy named Dean Darling, who was a great play-by-play guy, and I learned so much from him. That's a long time ago. That's when my hair was dark. And you know what? I was a sports writer for the Daily News covering those games, and I remember seeing you up there all the time. Unbelievable. Uh, I remember. I remember, Rob. And now you get to hobnob with Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson yes. every, every, every few days. <laughs> So let's, what, what stands out to you from the playoffs so far? Um, I guess we should talk about Cleveland and what's happened with this series. And have they have this series uh, taken a big turn, Mike, here with uh, what LeBron and them were able to do in that big 30-point win? You know what? I, I think it, it all depends on what the Cavaliers do in Game 4. Uh, they played the perfect game for them in Game 3. They did everything better. They defended harder. They shared the ball better. Their pace was better. Uh, the supporting cast was better. Everything was better. But they have not been able to sustain that during the course of the regular season. Can they defend like that back-to-back games? We haven't seen that from them. So until they come out and they defend with the same type of commitment, the same type of tenacity in Game 4, that's when I'll say, okay, yes, the Cavs are back because uh, it's been maddening because they have obviously they have the ability to do it, but for some reason they just haven't been able to defend like that on any kind of consistent basis. Mike, in, in this series and just all the series, LeBron James has played tremendous basketball, uh, and there are those saying he's the best they've ever seen. If you take out championships and all that and just look at what you're seeing on the court, and you've seen all the greats before him, is he the best you've seen or not? You know what, um, Chris, I, I can't compare uh, different eras. I, I just won't get into it. And the reason I won't is you start comparing Jordan and LeBron and Kobe and Wilt and Kareem, all of a sudden you start finding yourself saying some negative things about yeah. some of these great players just to prove your point on the player that you think is the best. And I, I just think it's unfair. Um, and I don't mean it as a cop-out. Right. But for what he's done, uh, in his career, the type of player he is, uh, he's one of the most incredible teammates and performers in the history of pro sports. Forget about NBA, in all of pro sports. And the thing about it, too, guys, and you guys know this, 
it's not finished yet. Let's wait till he finishes his career. He might have three or four great years still ahead of him. And let's wait to see before we go into this narrative of the greatest of all time. Let his, com- his career become complete before we start judging where he belongs. All right, we're talking with Mike Breen from the NBA on ABC. He's joining us here on The Odd Couple on Fox Sports Radio. What about, the Mike, the, the Celtics who are unbelievable at home and are, I call them starless because of not having Kyrie or Hayward, but, but what's the difference when they play on the road? They're 1-5 and five and could easily be 0-6. Philadelphia basically gave them a game. What, what's the difference? You know what? It, it, during the regular season, they were the third-best road team in the league. Only Houston and Golden State had a better road record. But I think it, it's for the first time, and, and because we've been spoiled by the way the young players have performed, whether it's Rozier, whether it's Jalen Brown, whether it's Jason Tatum, we're a little spoiled by how far advanced they've been. Um, it's still really the first big-time road playoff games they've been involved in. You know, they did play in some last year, at least Brown and, and Rogier did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that's still part of the process. And because they're so much more mature, they're so much more poised than we expect them to be, we forget how young they are. Uh, and I think that's all just part of the growth process of a guy like Brown, out of a guy like Tatum, and even Rogier, that they're still trying to learn how to deal with the playoff atmosphere. The NBA playoffs and the NBA regular season, it's almost like two different sports. And, you know, they're energized by their home crowd, but they're still learning to deal with, you know, the hostility on the road that they have to deal with and the noise on the road that they have to deal with. Uh, they're getting better. I mean, they got pummeled, obviously, in, in Game 3. But I think it's, it's more of, you know, these guys are responsible for a lot of the reason why they're there. You know, obviously, Horford's been great. But I, I, I do think we keep forgetting that one of them's 21, the other one's 20, and even Rogier's only 24 in his third year, so... I, I still think it's part of the growth process for him. Mike, I know in your position you get to you know meet with Brad Stevens and talk to him kind of behind the scenes. Uh, what have you seen? I mean, he's gotten a lot of you know love for the way he's coached this team this year, and people calling him a genius and stuff. What have you seen that's really impressed you or, or made you say that's why this guy is such a great coach? Like what qualities about him? Well, the, the thing that stands out the most when you meet him is, is his humility. Um, and he puts the players first all the time. He's uncomfortable with the recognition. Uh, anytime you try and, and praise him, he deflects it, and he says it's all about the players. And, again, you guys know that means a lot to the players. When they see a, a head coach who's obviously as prepared as, as anybody, uh, when he's praising the players and deflecting all the praise to him, uh, they appreciate that. And that's why they buy in with him, because they know he's in it not for himself. He's in it for the team. And it's easier to get guys to buy in like that and get guys to sacrifice and get guys to do what you ask them to do when they know that the guy who's leading him is the guy that is, without question, he's in about, about the team and not about promoting himself. Mike, last final thing. Uh, do you see the series going seven? Is there a chance at that? Or some people think not a the Cavaliers have won that one game, even though it's still a long way to go. But uh, Some can this people mean he, yes. me and him? We, we both think it'll be over in six. I just, Cavs I really did. Yeah, Cavs in six. But I'm just wondering, could this be like wind up being a seven game epic series? Uh, absolutely. But it all depends on what we see from Cleveland in game four. Um, 
you know, they're a team that we've saw during the, during the season. You know, they've had their ups and downs, obviously, because of so much of a roster upheaval. Um, but they can score with anybody. The question has been, are they going to defend on any given night? Will they defend with the same kind of passion and commitment that they did the other night? If they do, with LeBron James, uh, then they can beat anybody in the East. It'll obviously be a different story in the West, but in the East they can do it. And, you know, they're a team, every team, their energy and their commitment defensively is, is based on how they're doing offensively. The Cavs take it to another level. If they're struggling offensively, it really affects their defensive energy. And, you know, we saw them hit a lot of shots early, so they were fired up. So to me, that's the whole question. If the Cavs come committed defensively in game four, then it's going to be a long series. All right. Hey, Mike, I say this, and I know I speak for Chris as well. Just very always, you're a friend of ours, very proud of you and uh, what you do and how well you do basketball as being the voice of the NBA, man. Mike, just nothing but success, continued success and happiness to you and your family. Thanks, Robbie. I'm I'm blessed beyond uh, what I deserve. And coming from you guys again, we all grew up together in the NBA. It means a lot. So thanks so much. No doubt. Stay well. Yep, we appreciate it. There he is, Mike Breen, NBA on ABC, a really good guy, and and Chris and I can both attest to that. I mean, really, just a great guy. No question. All right. No question. The Cavs might be down 2-1 to to the Celtics, but um, are they in total total control of the series? We'll explain that coming up. It is the Odd Couple on Fox Sports Radio. Stick and stay. Chris underscore Broussard, or you can follow me at Rob Parker FS1. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. And Chris, they're underway out in uh, Oakland at the Oracle, and uh, it's a fast paced. Oh, it's like a right? track meet. It out is. There. <laughs> they're they're like getting it up and down the court. Man. It is just so fast and furious. And uh, last score I saw was tied at twenty two. Is that it? Yeah, Houston's hanging. Obviously, so it's uh, it's been entertaining, and uh, hopefully it's this way the rest of the the evening. But so far, it's a great game. Yeah, it'll be uh, one of those nights, and it's going to be like I say. I think it's going to be. I still think that Golden State can uh, win by 8 or 10. I say I would say 10 is not crazy at home. You know, and Steph Curry had four shots in the first, what was that, Rob, in the first six minutes? Or, yeah, he had four shots. So being aggressive, he has to score, you know what I mean? And he has to get involved. Yep. So I think that eight, was good to see. 8 to 10 points, I don't even consider that like, a big deficit, like no. they won the first game. I can't. It was double figures. By, I thought they won by fifteen 16, or something. Yeah, 12, yeah. 16, something like that. Mm-hmm. But it was to me, it was a competitive game. You know, like it was close most of the way. Right, I know what you mean. The and then fourth. at the you know, end, and yeah, with you, the three yeah. point shooting, it can get a little bit out of hand. I mean, the deficits look a little bigger, and those deficits can be cut a lot quicker too with the great three-point shooting. So 12 points, 10 points, if that's what it is, I don't think that'll be a blowout if that's, you know, or or a decide, you know, I think it'll be closer than it sounds. Right. And in the other series, uh, the Cavs are down 2-1. to Chris, we're both on the same page here. I I do think that the Cavaliers are are in position. You want to call it control, even though they're down 2-1, to but they're down 2-1. to 
They were at home, right, for game four. And I just believe LeBron James can beat the Celtics, that the Celtics will lose a game in Boston. They're currently 9-0 and in the postseason. But when you have a great player like LeBron, I've always said the, the, the thing about him that makes him so tough, it's hard to beat a guy who uh, – a guy of that caliber, Chris, four times. It, it just is. I love this – LeBron, inner LeBron fan what? that you've let out today. I mean, you are viewed, I don't know if you know it, but you're viewed as a LeBron hater. Right. You I, know I, that. I, I, that's, that's your persona. Right. You're like right behind Skip. Am I right <laughs> Skip Bayless as that. On, on the list of LeBron haters, right. you're number two. All so right. I, I like you letting that inner LeBron love Come out, that inner LeBron fan, and and I must say it's becoming. No, I'm just saying, you know me. I'm gonna call it like I see it, Chris. And I and I always said I picked him before the season started that he'd make the finals. When this when the playoffs started, I picked him. And even when people were freaking out, I was on Undisputed the other day after they fell down 0-2, right after that, you know, game two, and everybody thought I was gonna bury him. And hey, this is it, and it's all over, and how embarrassing, and blah 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 blah. And I said that they weren't in trouble. I said that they were not in trouble, and I still don't feel that way. I believe this series would be 2-2 going back to Boston. There's a little something underhanded to you. Like, like you... <laughs> what? No, I mean, you... Like, you feel like, ah, oh, everybody's freaking out. Everybody's acting like there's question, there's doubt. I'm telling you, it's going to be Golden State, Cleveland. Like, right? You you feel like, like it's predictable. Let's stop acting like it's going to be something else, like right. there's going to be drama and suspense. We all know it's going to be Cleveland, Golden State. And like I said earlier, I think you use that to to say your, your game, baseball, superior. No, that's not what that I'm saying. Drama. No, 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 no. But there's, there's drama in baseball, but basketball. Look, no, I'm, I'm just. But but what we're saying is, you got to admit, Steve. Uh, uh, Steve, uh, you got to admit this, uh, Chris. It's going to be four years in a row, right? The same. This would be four. That's this all I'm saying. Four. I mean, those Unheard are the those, of. those are the facts, right? Um, are those just would be the facts, right? Four yes. years in a row, and you yes. can't say that about any other league. And whether it's just because the Warriors are so great or. Or LeBron is so great. If you want to use that as the reason, people can use that as the reason. But I just, I the, is the, that a negative in your opinion? If yeah, it's four years straight? I, yeah, I do. I think it's a negative, and 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 mostly because as great as the Warriors are, it talks about how bad the East is, and that's not to poo-poo LeBron's talent. But when you see teams like Toronto do what they did, it's <laughs> it's just a bad look for the league. Would you agree? They had this great regular season. Coach of the year. Everybody told me it was different, and I never believed for one second that Toronto. Well, I don't think anybody that Toronto I mean, was going to. People did, right? Yeah, some people did pick Toronto. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm with you on that. Um, but I don't think. You know, let me let me bring this up quickly because um, we talked a little earlier about potential trades. You know, there's there's rumors that Kawhi. Uh, I'm sorry, Carl Anthony Towns isn't happy. In Minnesota. So his name's been bandied about in trade rumors. Kawhi Leonard, of course, his situation in San Antonio. We even brought in Kyrie Irving. There is a scenario where, believe it or not, you could get 
LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, Ben Simmons, and Joel Embiid together. So we know you got Simmons and Embiid in Philadelphia. They could trade for Kawhi. I mean, at least try. They could offer like a nice package, Markel Fultz, Dario Saric, uh, Robert Covington, maybe their number one pick this year, which is 10th for Kawhi Leonard, and then still sign LeBron James as a free agent. Now, if if you had that type of those guys on the same team, would that be better? Let's assume Golden State wins this year. Okay. Would that be better than Golden State's big four? Would that be better? Would that, you know, would Philadelphia, would their super team be better than Golden State's super team? I think it would be probably, the the, the thing that's working, Chris, is that one is older and has already put in a lot of log, a lot of minutes and time, and the other one has some... Old uh, one older guy, one middle guy, right, and then two really young talents that's going to be around for the next ten years. So, well, so I would, yeah. you know what I'm saying. So, I, I think I would look at that big four: LeBron with those young guys and 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 Kawhi better, only because I think that for Golden State to be able to keep that up would be hard for them to do it, considering as much time and minutes they've played. I think it'd be Does a that bigger challenge. Yeah, yeah. And I think it'd be a tougher challenge to fit the pieces together in Philadelphia. And I Golden the thing is Golden State, having been there four straight years to the finals, right. it'll be they're gonna have to go through some mental gymnastics to get themselves up next year, right? Right. Absolutely. If they win it again, it's gonna be because it was tough this year. And so uh, that would be interesting, too. No doubt about it. All right, there's an inherent risk of being a pro athlete that nobody ever talks about. We'll address it next. But first, let's go to David Gascon, our man, and check out what's trending. What's up, David? Gentlemen, good evening. Hey. The, what's up, man? The, the thoughts of my demise by Robert Guerra were uh, were false. They're no, lies. you're good. We knew you were coming in. <laughs> Come on in. A little bit later. We've been, but, waiting, uh, we've been waiting for it all day. Yes. Well, you guys were waiting for game three. That's what you guys it. were waiting for. I, I bet you guys were also waiting for this as well. Iguodala doesn't shoot it. Back to Curry. It's a corner three. That's good for Steph Curry. Playoff field goal number 700. And he passes Rick Barry for first on the all-time Warrior playoff list. All right, gentlemen, some good Good news with that three hit by Steph Curry. He hit a three. Bad news is he he already hit his quota for the game. He's now one for six from downtown in this ball game, but the Warriors close out the first quarter on an 11-0 run. They lead at the end of the first quarter, 31-22. Neither team shooting well from beyond the arc. Houston right now just 20%, 2 of 10, and Golden State right now is just 3 of 12 from downtown. But again, they hold a nine-point advantage at the end of the first quarter. Switching on over to the National Hockey League, the Vegas Golden Knights are reaching the Stanley Cup Final. It's the first time an expansion team since 1968 in North America has reached the title game. Vegas does it. They win in Winnipeg in game number five 2-1 is the final score they'll face off against the winner of the Washington Capitals Tampa Bay Lightning in that series Lightning are up in that one three games to two Major League Baseball something happened to the Dodgers and they started winning again they swept the Nationals won again today seven to two meanwhile well Rob Parker's New York Yankees are up to it again the pitch swung on a high fly to dead center. Jay going back and on the track near the wall, and she is gone. It's a two-run home run for Tyler Austin. To dead 
dead center over the 4-10. Austin powers one to center field. It's his second home run of the game, and the Yankees now take a 6-0 lead. You guys get that one, right? Austin Powers. Uh, Austin Powers, very that? good. Right, right. Yeah, oh yeah. I give you know what? <laughs> Excellent. You gotta give you gotta give John Sterling credit, man, for trying. He I, I, he tried. Chris, what do you think? I'm sorry. <laughs> Ten one was the final. I'm score. I'm with you. I'm uh, with you, Gaspar. <laughs> Ten one was the final score. As you mentioned, though, Rob, they're thirty and thirteen this season. Red Sox won again as well. They're thirty two and fifteen. So they're tied in first place in the American League East. National League East is owned right now by the Atlanta Braves. They continue to shine. They walked off being the Miami Marlins today, 10-9. Atlanta was down 9-4 in the bottom of the ninth inning. Gentlemen, back to you. That's all right. Six runs in the bottom of the ninth? That's impressive. (laughs) It's pretty good, even for the Braves. Even for the Braves. They're really good. All right. uh, It is the Odd Couple on Fox Sports Radio. Rob Parker, Chris Bouchard. And uh, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Now we welcome into the odd couple, Kerry Rhodes, the former All-Pro Safety. His Twitter is at Kerry25Rhodes. And Kerry, welcome to the program. What's happening, buddy? Rob, doing good, man. How you guys doing? We're doing good. great. What's up, Kerry? Hey, you... Chris, what's up, brother? You guys are keeping me away from my basketball game right now. You know I'm locked in. Oh yeah, well we'll get we'll get to that. We'll get we your know feelings you don't on that. We want to talk any football. We I know, know you just want to talk basketball. <laughs> but, but let me let me ask you the one the football story that's out there is yeah. the Reuben Foster story, and yeah. you know where his girlfriend lied to police and all kinds of yeah. stories and violence and all. Just a horrible thing to be in, especially when you're, it's your name being put out there like that. So yeah. uh, as a former pro athlete, how tough is it, you know, dealing with people or, or not knowing if people are trying to take advantage of you and, and use you and your name, you know, to get what they want? How tough is it? It's very tough, man, because you, you try to live your life and you try to live your life the way that you want to. You want to enjoy your life. You want to enjoy the fame. You want to enjoy some of the perks that the money has to offer, and you want to in, in, enjoy that moment of being in the spotlight while you can because it's, it, it, it's fleeting. It's fleeting always. Like, it's always one day from being gone. So you want to enjoy that stuff, but you also have to really be careful, man. People are out there with agendas. They're always trying to get an in, and, and you're in a position where, like, you're in the spotlight. People know who you are. People know what you have. I mean, everything's on the Internet. Everything's made available for people to see. So... I mean, to have people like that on the prowl, and we know that, it's kind of tough, man. And it makes it, it makes the moment not, you can't enjoy the moment. And that sucks, man, because, I mean, it's, we've done all the work. We've done what we can to, to, to be professional athletes and, and, and have that opportunity to shine and, and enjoy it. And you really can't nowadays, especially with social media. And anything that comes out, you know, on, on a pro athlete, you're, it's, it's not even, it's not even fair. You don't have a chance to be, you're not you're not innocent anymore. Like you, it's pretty much once you once it's put out there, you're guilty by just what somebody else says about you, and it's not fair because you, 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 it's a lot of times that's not true, and you have to really give it a chance to to to, to have the due diligence and actually figure out what's really going on. And, and now it, it's tough. Like once it's out there, it's out there. 
We uh, Carrie, we had Terrell Owens on earlier, and uh, you know, yeah. there's been talk about him wanting to play in the NFL at 44. And yeah. I asked him, you know, how tough it is as a former pro athlete to find something because you're young when you guys retire. I mean, to say right. the least, you know. Right. And so, the, how tough is it to find something that you're just as passionate about? I know you have with you yeah. act and you produce movies and stuff yeah. like that, but. You know, how much of a challenge is it, whether it was for you or just guys that you know that you played with, to find something else that you want to do after retirement? Yeah, the whole the whole thing with that is the key to that is actually finding the trade and finding something that you enjoy while you're playing. Because while you're playing, you're in the spotlight again. People want to be around you. People want people want access to you. So you you have to take advantage of those those same things. The people that are around you while you're playing are the people that you can actually learn something from. You can you can gain knowledge from all these guys. I mean, you have actors, you have musicians, you have Fortune five hundred company owners and people like that that want to be in the mix with you while you're playing. So while you're playing, take advantage of that. And I try to tell a lot of the younger guys that now you just have to take advantage of it. I mean, I think we get brainwashed in professional sports to believe that that's your whole life and that's what you got to focus on twenty four seven. 12 months out of the year, and that's not true. I mean, you, you're, you're in your season for six, six, six months, seven months, whatever the case may be, and, and, and while that's going on, you, focus, you put all your focus on that and put all your eggs in that basket. But, what, I mean, those other five, six months where you, you, can, you can train, do that, stay in shape, but also take advantage of your opportunities. Go to classes. Go to, I mean, go to broadcasting classes. Go to stuff like that that can, can, can further along your you're right, because this thing doesn't last long. But you just have to take advantage of it, man. And I think a lot of young guys are being brainwashed to think that sports is it, and that's not the case. So, I mean, I'm one of those guys that I, I knew right away I wanted to do what, I, what I'm doing now, and I was lucky to kind of fall into it right away. But, I mean, there, there are things out there. There's uh, programs and, and stuff like that where you can take advantage of, and I think that's, that's one of the things I would preach to young guys. We're talking with the former All-Pro safety, Kerry Rhodes. He's joining us here on the Odd Couple on Fox Sports Radio. Kerry, real quick, we got two more questions for you, but uh, the yep. one about the gambling and now that the Supreme Court basically you know, has opened the door for states to have legalized gambling for on games and whatnot, could that be a pitfall for players once, once the stigma is lifted you know, and it becomes legal? Where, yeah. where guys might get caught up and maybe, you know what, maybe I'm not going to give my homeboy any money, but I might give him a tip on a, on a you know what I mean, on a player on my team <laughs> or a scenario uh, or something. Do you know what I'm saying? Where you could get I caught up. I know what you're saying. And it's, uh, it, it is it is a scary thing because uh, you, have guys, you have guys that are in, in uh, <laughs> I'll just put it this way, in uh, – in the hood, right? Where you know, where you know, they have buddies that you know that you know have a lot have have money and and, and, and put themselves in a situation where it's a lot of a lot of a lot of those guys, man. They they try to have side hustles and stuff like that, and and it'll be the same in this thing too, man. When it comes to legalizing gambling, man, it's um, it's a scary it's a scary thing for guys like that because you have so many guys that are around and in their pockets and in their ears and and they have around in their entourages and that, and that makes that makes it scary because you can be you know, associated with, with some of those guys and, and not really be the one that's, you know, giving the tips or being in it, but just being guilty by association with it. You know, so it's kind of tough. It's tough on that front, I think. All right, Kerry, I know you want to get your Hubie Brown on. Yes, so, here uh, we go. Here's your <laughs> NBA question. Who you got? Is it Golden State Cleveland or are you seeing something different? 
You know what? I'm 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 scared right now because I, I I think I, I picked Boston to come out, but after that last game, oh, I'm a little yeah, frightened. You picked Boston. I, you picked them I, before I, the series. I picked them before the series. I just they're they're so they're so young and athletic, man, and they're uh and they're just playing as a team and they have they're have they're having fun together. And you like and, and for me as a basketball fan, which you know, Chris, I mean, I, I love seeing that. So just the hunger they have, which is cra- it's just crazy to me to think that they they don't have Kyrie and Gordon Hayward right now. Like, yeah, it's crazy. But the fact that they're still winning, man, they're they're young, athletic, and they're ready to play. So I picked them, but I'm I'm a little scared after Game Three. I think for them to actually win that series now, they're going to have to win Game Four because they want to go back two two and then have a chance for Bron to win. Uh, you got to beat yeah. Bron two games out of three. So. Uh, but right now I'm gonna I'm, I'm picking Boston and I'm picking I'm picking Golden State. But I'm also I want Houston to, to to make it close though. So we'll see. All right, hey Kerry, we appreciate your time as always. Thanks for joining us here on the Odd Couple, bro. Thanks, Kerry. Great Thanks. job, man. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Yep. All right. Let it. All right. Coming up next, sources says it's uh, the Odd Couple on Fox Sports Radio. It is the Odd Couple on Fox Sports Radio on your Sunday evening. I'm Rob Parker. He's Chris Broussard. You can follow Chris on Twitter at Chris underscore Broussard, or you can follow me at Rob Parker FS1. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. All right. Time for Sources Say. Let's do it. And his name is David Gascon, our host. What's up, David? Gentlemen, let's close this thing out strong, shall we? Let's do it. All right. In a story that seems like, I don't know, life just isn't fair for at least us minions, Floyd Mayweather won $100,000 just last weekend playing video poker. Now, since Chris skunked Rob last week in this segment. Oh, I'm surprised we actually bring him back. <laughs> I just closed it down. That's right. Winner gets ball out. So, Chris, I'm going to have you go first. Are my sources correct or are they false? True. All right. Rob, what do you got? He always wins in Vegas, I think. I'm going to say true. Gentlemen. True. You are correct. Don't just copy me. I'm that. not copying you. <laughs> so now I can't even. I can't even. I gotta go against you, right? I know, right? Unbelievable. Unreal. <laughs> Gentlemen, Ethan Hawke revealed that James Dolan took away his Knicks tickets after the actor publicly criticized the team after they fired Mike D'Antoni. Are my sources true or false? Rob, back to you on this one. I want to say false, but knowing the owner over the years, I'm going to say true. That's got to be true. Chris? I'm going to say you sit on a bed of lies. Gentlemen. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Two-one advantage for Mr. Rob Parker. I mean, it was hard to argue. You know what threw me off on that? When you said after Mike D'Antoni's firing. Because it was uh, – D'Antoni wasn't doing a really good job there. Yeah. You well. know, so it was like – so that's what Ethan Hawke complained about? Right. <laughs> that, that They let him you know? go? They let Mike yeah, D'Antoni go? Come right. on, Ethan. <laughs> how, how dare you, right? Jeez. <laughs> go to the National Football League. Former defensive lineman Terrence Potros Knighton is getting a show on the Food Network where he'll travel across the United States to meet the best tailgate grill masters in the U.S. Chris, we'll go to you on this one. Are my sources true or false? I'm going to say True. I'm going to say that these uh, food networks have a million hours to fill. I'll say it's true. 
<laughs> Gentlemen. Sit on a throne. Of oh, wow. Struck out. Oh, Rob Parker, you lead right now. My sources say with Rob Parker and Chris Broussard right here on Fox Sports Radio. ESPN analyst Pablo Torres officiated a marriage between two 76ers fans at an NBA draft lottery party. Are my sources true or false? Rob, we'll get you on this one. Sounds so ridiculous that it has to be true. All right, Chris? I'm going to say true. Gentlemen. I don't think you would have brought in another broadcaster unless it was true. All right, all right. Fair enough, fair enough. Right? Swing it back to you on on this one, Chris. Snoop Dogg has purchased a minority ownership stake. That's roughly about 1.5% in the WNBA's Las Vegas Aces. That is a true Mm. team as well. So, Chris, are my sources true or false? Minority Ah. stake. I ain't heard nothing about it. I'm going to say true. All right, Rob. I'm going to say false. I I don't. I think he got involved in something, but I don't think it's the WNBA. Gentlemen, sit on a throne. Of- oh, yeah. Oh my. Oh my. Oh. Not bad. What Rob- was it? Did he Did he get involved in something? Right? Isn't it some other league? No, no. He's oh. not looking at anything right now. Okay. But I'll tell you this much: Rob Parker's got a four-two advantage on Chris Broussard. Well, I, I want people to understand what type of friend I am. Oh, look at this! Oh, oh here we go. I felt so oh, bad here we go. after last Jeez. week's historic four-zero victory. You, that, ne- um, you, you now sound like you sound like the girl who went with me to the prom, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, we'll go on the ice real quick. Former Colorado Avalanche player Milan Hayduk is selling his house complete with six bedrooms, five bathrooms, and a fully-sized hockey rink with a custom Zamboni. Are my sources true mm. or false? Chris, you're behind, so what do you got? I'm going to say you sit on a bed of lies. All right, Rob Parker. And I'm going to agree with that. There's no Zamboni in that oh place. Oh, my goodness. Gentlemen, it is true. 16,000 square feet wow. going for $5.2 million. Wow. It's pretty damn wow. good. Last wow. one. I guess we could just do this for cosmetics. Yes, because I already won this one. <laughs> earlier, yes, sir. Earlier this week, Warren Sapp danced to the Tootsie Roll as part of an opening act before a Justin Timberlake concert in Tampa. Are my sources true or false? Rob, what do you got? Tootsie Roll. Oh, my. Is it just a roll or is it Tootsie? Okay. Tootsie Roll. I'll say false. Chris? I'm going to say true on that one. All right. At least you got that one, Chris. nothing. Unbelievable. You lucky, Rob. We we had to end. But no, nah, I'm happy for you, man. All right, that's, it is the odd couple. We'll you, see you back man. next week. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.